0: It's that warm holiday season. Christmas is right around the corner. And here at the Bold Artist Podcast, we're just starting to break out our holiday hobbies. Did you see what just happened there? Sharla does not like the word hobby. That's right. Here on the Bold Arts Podcast, we're going to be talking about the new dirty word, which is hobby. <laughs> and and why Sharla feels this little trigger um, whenever she hears the word hobby.
1: Now, Why you now need a disclaimer <laughs> when you say <laughs> the word hobby at Bold School.
0: <laughs> yes, and in general. And um, let me give you a little bit of... Uh, backstory on how we've come to this episode to talk about hobby. It got started when we were we were sharing with each other what we were pulling out for the Christmas season. We're both excited to kind of pull out those little things we do at Christmas time that give us joy. I mean, there's usually a puzzle going on on, on our dining room table. Mm-hmm. I I usually have some kind of craft. A lot of times I'll make ornaments for the tree. I remember last year I did ornaments where um, people's pictures were on the inside and Charlotte, she can tell all about her Christmas hobbies, but she has some amazing hobbies. Uh, You would have seen one of them in our gift list show where I showed you something that she gifted me. That's exquisite and very precious. And that is a hobby, but Because of our pursuit in the fine arts, (laughs) because here at Bold School, we are all about, well, big focus here at at Bold School is becoming pro and honing our skills and getting good. Um, And and as instructors, we're teaching students to really refine their skills. We have this serious side, (laughs) this side of us that (laughs) takes our talent very seriously. We care very much about the process and the outcome that sometimes the word hobby feels like you don't take something seriously enough.
1: So much that I Googled hobby and looked for words to replace it. And none of them really work the no. same. There's not one word that describes a hobby the same. I'm like, maybe both school can have its own word for hobby, so I don't have to hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but- well, well, and there's
0: still yet another part of this story because yeah. I, um, I have a personal memoir cast where I share on a podcast stories of my life. And back in September, I had a mini series about hobby, and one of the titles was called, um, it was called the new dirty word. And I was explaining yes. why it feels like hobby a dirty word because everything we're bombarded with in the messaging of social media and business tips is all about hustling. And if you have a hobby, you got to turn it into hustle. Otherwise you're not serious enough or good enough. And so I was, I was demystifying hobby for myself or, or unveiling how I truly felt. And for me personally, I need to have a hobby and I believe that if I turn something to a hustle, I get a new hobby. And yeah, I shared. But see, sorry, no, you
1: you Well, I out. was gonna
0: say, I shared that with Sharla, and it was like, really? Like,
1: hobby is a good thing? And I said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I think of it, I, because I wrote in our notes as we were uh, planning this podcast, this this talk, that I view hobby as a dirty word. And she's like, you, I can't believe you wrote that down because that's what I named my actual podcast show, hobbies, the New Dirty Word. But I didn't <laughs> yeah. see it as a dirty word for the same reason. Right. I looked at it as a dirty word. And I think you are absolutely right. That is so true. And I think why many people would use it as a dirty word I viewed it as a dirty word from long ago when painting was a hobby and whenever painting was only really good for being a hobby, you know, like people didn't take painting seriously or the visual art seriously, or really many arts seriously. And if I, when I made the decision to become a pro painter of faces, Mm -hmm. fine artist, then people just they had a really hard time with it and when I said I was going to be a painter they couldn't wrap their mind around it so much that people would actually say are you going to paint houses or walls or what and and don't isn't it like
0: somewhat offensive when someone says oh that's nice that you have a hobby yeah yeah like that's what they think yeah Yeah.
1: well like you take this hobby seriously look at the studio that you have people will still when they come into our house like who's the painter is this your hobby but that has changed that has definitely changed in the last few years which has made me happy that Mm. and i think social media has changed that for positive because they want you to turn your hobbies into hustles and that's a um acceptable thing to do now and people are um like proud of you if you do it or i don't know what the right word is but i th- and i'd never really considered the idea that hobbies was becoming a dirty word for a whole different reason almost the opposite reason because now if you have a hobby and i i'm guilty of thinking this towards people hmm. if you have a hobby why aren't you turning it into a hustle especially if you know you're a stay at home mom or and i, I That's that comes out very wrong. But if you're a stay at home mom, your kids are in school and you don't maybe have a job and you're looking for something to do. I have friends in that stage. My first intention is always, what's your hobby? Turn it into a hustle. Mm -hmm. And that's not bad. But it's creating like you're saying, it's creating a culture where hobby becomes a dirty word. Mm-hmm. And it's a different way than than why I hated the word hobby, right? So you so- enlightened me and your podcast enlightened me and really gave me some aha moments to my own processes. It's it's given me permission to have a hobby. People take me serious now as a painter. So I guess that helps, but it gives me permission to have a hobby. But what I found really interesting is though I've had that enlightenment, we created this podcast based on the word hobby. And I was really excited and in almost a little bit proud of myself to be able to talk about it in a good positive way but as soon as you said hobby <laughs> live on the show I was like oh you were like, <laughs> like oh I don't like that word she's talking just about a- it a- Cringe! People are gonna hear me say hobby in real life. <laughs> you know, like I still, I still have a little maybe therapy I need, but yeah. you're here to mentor me through this, right? And so, about.
0: so the mentor side of Mary Janelle is has I have actually been tuned in for a while now. I've tuned into <laughs> some of the things that Charla has said of how she's feeling about art to, to and my therapeutic being, needs, <laughs> being burned out in business, and I have said to her on multiple occasions, being careful not to use the word hobby because I know she doesn't care for that (laughs) word. Um, I've said, do you have something else that you're doing to express your joy, to do in your leisure time? And so you all who followed along here on the Bold Artist Podcast, you might've seen the transition, the transformation because uh, uh, several months back, um, Sharla opened her heart to sketchbooking and then discovered copic markers and she's begun. I'm not even gonna use the H word, but she's begun uh, you know what. <laughs> and guess what's happening? Charla's not as burned out anymore. Maybe, you know, sometimes depends on how, you know, how many times I bother her in a day. But um, but there has been this new joy, this new spark, this new step in her, like in her let, yeah, just a light, a lightened load and i think it's coming from the the downtime of a hobby and and so the way i like to see it is like hobby is meant to be separate from our work Mm -hmm. it's like if you look at the history of it and i share this on my memoir cast but if you look at the history of it it's like it came to be as something that you could be productive and be expressive hobbies could be sports arts and crafts, baking, cooking. Like if you look on, on the internet for lists of hobbies, it's amazing what like the list of hobbies are Mm -hmm. like endless. Um, but they're, they're meant to be something productive, but to be outside of your, your income, like your vocation on purpose so that you have Mm -hmm. something separate from work to go and express and explore and be productive in. Yeah. And,
1: and the, the definition says in one's leisure time for pleasure. Yeah. For pl- that's the pleasure. Definition. Yes. And yeah. so
0: that, that makes me be of the mindset, which, you know, I've said, I've said everywhere, really, it's just started. What I'm starting to preach from the rooftop is that if you have a hobby that you turn to hustle, that's awesome. But get a new hobby
1: and yeah, so, and there's so much have freedom hobby. in that. So I much know. freedom in that line. That is a Mary Janelle original. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Get a new hobby. It needs to go viral. <laughs> yeah, go viral, everyone. Get a new
0: hobby. Um, but you know, it's uh, how does this tie into Christmas? How does this tie into bold school? I think, because we did an entire series in our summer session on going pro and Sharla and I are all about going pro. We are, we are so focused on, you know, how to develop our skills. I'm, I'm pretty, we've talked about productivity. Um, we were talking about like the most productive times of our day to get things done and to like, um, be, be, on point in the studio. Like we talk that way intentionally to grow ourselves into more skilled and, and mature artists. (laughs) I don't know why I use the word mature, but, but just to season our souls as an artist to be really intentional that way. But here's the thing is that that can be, that can lead to burnout. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And, um, that does
1: lead to burnout. It's it's, it will, it will lead to burnout burnout if that's,
0: if there's nothing that you're doing for leisure and then some, some people will travel for leisure. Some will relax in a lawn chair at a campground or in a beach chair on a beach. Like there's different forms of leisure, but I found personally that I, I, am highly rewarded from productive leisure Mm -hmm. leisure where at the end of an afternoon I can look and see a row of canned salsa or a um not that I can that much salsa. it feels really good though when I can
1: once in a while and it's really good feeling Yeah, yeah and just
0: um just something that I've produced from my time and one afternoon I had the afternoon off like one Sunday and it it was just like I need to bake pretzels or learn how to make pretzels. I had never made pretzels in my life, and I Googled on or like searched on YouTube, and this video came up. and I thought I could do that. I have flour and yeast, hey, and I sent you pictures. After, I sent you pictures, and I made but pretzels. no pretzels. <laughs> it was it was random, but it was so fun, and yeah. everyone loved eating them. And I might never make pretzels again, but I needed to produce and explore and experiment. Mm -hmm. And do you know what happened is the next day in the studio, I was more productive because I, I creatively was satisfied. And so that pretzel making adventure was a hobby that I just like, I mean, I guess technically a hobby is probably something that you continue to do.
1: Well, it's like baking would probably be a hobby. You probably bake things once in a while when you want to be creative.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, um, I just, I guess that I, I can't say or stress enough that the joy of hobby needs to be in our life sprinkled throughout our week, sprinkled even a little every day, Mm -hmm. In order to counterbalance the serious stuff we're pursuing, the work.
1: Yeah, I think it's one of the things that I've really thought about as I've been thinking through my new um, understanding of hobby is that a a, um, a hobby for everything, there is a time, there's a season and a hobby is the same thing. Like, I think I, I would also think of hobby when people would say, oh, painting is your hobby. And I'm like, no, I've done painting my whole life. I'm going to paint my whole life. I'm doing it as a professional. It's always been part of, of that aspect of my world and my life. It's not a hobby. And, and I don't look at hobbies as things that you do forever. Like the idea, or it's, it's not that I didn't look at it that way, but I didn't want to start a hobby and have to do it forever. Right. I like the, I know, and I I, I feel like the more I look into it, this is how the majority of people are you pick up a hobby, you learn something new, you, you do it for a while. You don't necessarily turn it into a hustle, but maybe you move on to something different. Mm-hmm. For me, I do different things throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And in the spring, the big reason why I went on this mission to find a new hobby. I didn't know that's what I was looking for. <laughs> and I picked up markers, the comic markers, but i think i talked to you about this at how and how at christmas time i have these creative outlets and at christmas time i do the needle felting and i make ornaments and during the winter i'm usually crocheting i crochet a couple of blankets whatever i have time for at christmas time i also paint and i paint santas and those things well i was i was just going to say that i i was just going to yeah. ask you
0: about the santas cuz you and i had talked when when all this came out about the new dirty word. And I said, Charlotte, how about if we talk about that on the bold artist podcast, <laughs> you were like, I don't know the if I can see that word. Um, we had talked about the fact that sometimes a hobby can be within a scope of, of your professional work, but something that Mm -hmm. you separate as sacred and you said, aha, that's what my Santas are because I never sell them or I don't like try to market my Santas, but I paint Santas every Christmas.
1: Yeah. Um, and And I didn't even really think about that that part as a hobby but it's something that which is where this whole podcast started because I was like let's talk about how we can be inspired by the season to make creative make art or whatever but my Santas are actually a hobby. I paint small ones and I, I paint a lot of them usually around Santa or around Santa time around Christmas <laughs> time. <is> Santa time. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a couple of them here to show. And well, I actually do other Christmas art too, but these are ones, some of from last year, it's just a bearded guy, but I call him a Santa. And this guy I had out all year because he's not even particularly Christmas. Hmm. And then last year, I had painted this guy and because he's a hobby and not my actual art I played with it and I like put all of these these beads I don't know if you can see them like the yeah. beads all in the painting for fun and I was like maybe I'll do that I'd never picked up the beads again all year now Christmas is here and I'm going to do that again and then I did this Santa where I gave him like a bearded mustache this is what I would consider a beaded a mustache. A beaded mustache. A beaded
0: mustache. a bearded mustache could be a new trend. <laughs> Ooh,
1: I don't like that. When the, when the beards get long enough, they just twist them around. I and them don't like that. That feels <laughs> funny. And then this is like a Christmas tree that I embroidered on, like just a little piece of art. Like no pressure, but I get to paint and kind of enjoy painting and find some of that a joy that you have in the beginning before it becomes yeah. a hustle. So you can have it within the work that you're doing too. I think that that part is beautiful. Yeah. So I had all of these at Christmas probably because I more intentionally create leisure time around Christmas. That's yeah. why I'm thinking I have managed to build these into my life at Christmas time because I want to be with the family. It's dark earlier. You know, the weekends are usually, not that they're less busy because you can have parties. But I like having leisure time, and in my leisure time, I have to be productive, so I I get these creative outlets. But when spring comes around, I got nothing. And this year, I was just burning out fast, and I need I realized I needed something. I found something. It gave me new life. It changed my mood. It did all of the things. He's meaning
0: the the Copic markers in this. Yeah, the Copic
1: markers, and. I look at that now that I found a hobby that wasn't a Christmas hobby. I have Christmas hobbies, but I have no other ones for the rest of the year. So, um, I found a new hobby and it's, it was, it's really, really exciting to know that I can keep finding new hobbies. And you're excelling at it so quickly that I have a
0: feeling it's going to become a bold school class. This oh, is yeah, not it's prediction. turning into a
1: hustle real But fast. what <laughs> mentor
0: Mary Janelle is going to say is that as soon as it's a hustle in any way, shape or form, Charlotte's getting a new hobby if I have anything to say about it.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. it is, it's turning into a hustle. I can already feel it because I'm preparing a class. So every time I get my markers out now, I'm like, okay, You're what so will I be saying to, yeah. to students? What will I be demonstrating? So I still love it. I mean, I still love painting too. Right. But yeah. um, what I'm foreseeing, because I already feel the the weight of the hustle coming into my sketching and my markers, which is okay. I love that. I love that feeling too. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going to get a new hobby. So mentor, yeah. Mer- mentor Mary Janelle. Is <laughs> that'll, going, be, that'll be help the me new, find a new name.
0: Hobby. Kind of like how um, we call, I don't know if anyone out there even knows this, but we call Liz Magenta Liz because yeah, she's a on our podcast. Um, but uh, I also wanted to make clear that um, the hustle part, of what we do brings a lot of joy as well and i don't want that to be a misunderstanding because i love my work Mm -hmm. i know charlotte loves her work and i know that all the students within bold school love the the serious part of learning and growing a skill so it doesn't mean we don't love the hustle yeah but what happens is that it's it's like uh an athlete that you can only you can only train so hard before you need that downtime. But mm. in the downtime, if you're wired like we are, where you want to still experiment and like have your hands busy and 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 have product productivity, you need a hobby. <laughs> but yeah. don't uh, don't uh, misunderstand that we don't love hustle because I love hustle, and that's why my hobbies turn to hustle.
1: Yeah. So. Mary Janelle, my mentor. Okay. How (laughs) I'm going to put you on the spot now. I don't know if I've ever done this. I'll take it. 49 episodes of the podcast. (laughs) Can you mentor me in front of all of our bold school listeners, our bold artist listeners? And tell me how to find a new a new hobby, because as my Copic marker um, skills turn into a hustle with Bold School, how do I now replace that and find that same excitement and joy in a new hobby? How do I find or if you're talking to somebody out there who's painting all the time and now it's a hustle and they have no nothing else, mm-hmm. how do you find a hobby? What what is the process or what do you look for well i actually have so. three, tips. <laughs> three
0: tips and, <laughs> and un- right- i am
1: totally unprepared
0: i didn't know she was going to ask me this question three but tips I, right out of the air this i have really three it. tips um hopefully i can remember them how i want <laughs> to say them but um the first is that you're you're already on track because you're already starting to think i'm gonna need to replace my copic marker hobby because it's it, the weight of that hustle is starting to come so you're already on the right track that now you're going to start observing what gives you joy Mm -hmm. and what sparks your interest. And I've always said that inspiration is your first clue. So you've said in past episodes, you've said things that have inspired you that you've never really explored yet. You've said things like, I don't take my glitter art with me when I go camping, but I love it. You've said things like, Um, I love drones because I'm so interested in maps. Mm, You've said, you've said you love macro lenses, but you haven't really experimented with Mm -hmm. macro. And so, and did you know that they make macro lenses for iPhones? And I know you're thinking of a new iPhone. So I hear these little things that you're, you've already, you've already expressed and observed things you want to try. So that's number one is to be aware of things you want to try and just like you said earlier in the show just because you try it doesn't mean you have to commit to something forever
1: yeah you can
0: try things and especially if the investment getting in isn't too expensive like if you can so one one of the tips that I give (laughs) is to try to observe or go along with someone who's already doing it before you make the investment Mm -hmm. so like if you're thinking I want to I want to take pictures and video with a drone but it's a like a thousand dollar investment that I'm not ready for. Look for someone who would let you tag along or like take you out on one of their adventures that you can just experience it before you make the investment. Mm -hmm. So that's a tip that goes along with like the, the, you know, staying observant. Mm -hmm. Then one thing to do is consider what lit you up as a child. And I know that sounds silly because none of us really like we all want to leave our childhood behind and be mature and grown up but for me when I was a kid I wanted to glue gun everything and glitter everything and I played with clay me and I made like dollhouse furniture and I would cut paper and I would do all I was very expressive and creative and those were clues to who I would become I also mm-hmm. say that um there was a huge part of my childhood where I was obsessed with the tape recorder and recording myself. And I would sit on the stairs of my townhouse um, as a little kid, my dad has like pictures of me and I would preach into the recorder and tell myself stories. What am I doing now in my life? This, it's it's still who I am. I'm mm-hmm. still sitting in front of the microphone and I pr- started practicing when I was five, you know? Yeah. But, those are clues to who you are to express yourself so mm-hmm. like take a journal one day and start writing down like what's a something i made when i was a kid that really i was so proud of and i couldn't wait to show somebody or
1: what's something that i always wanted to do when i was a kid and then those are. i've got one do you I made i made a pop-up book when i was in grade six and it was, there's just something about pop-up books and there's pop-up book artists that are just incredible. Like I'm getting excited. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to know what Charlotte's new hobby will be. And I still have that book. And my mom (laughs) even talks about it all the time. Um, It was just so fun. And I've always been so interested. I think that would like feed into my love of architecture too. I've always been so interested to do it, but I feel like if I was going to do it, it gets a lot to learn. It's a yeah. big learning curve and but you can start I would with pop-up really well.
0: cards. Cause I do try to tell people like, start with something that you know, you can achieve. Cause if you go into something too big of a hobby with too big of a goal that you can't achieve, you I'm will get sense. discouraged. So like find yourself something that like you can taste it and, and, and get the feel for like, can I accomplish this and let the hobby grow? Don't dive into the deep end. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think you have lots of clues of what will take over when your cop- Copic markers turn into bold school classes. <laughs> and then that joy, if, if it doesn't spark the same level of joy, like your Copic markers have given you so much joy mm-hmm. that, that becomes the meter of like what your next hobby should be. So as you experiment, yeah. if it doesn't bring you that much joy, just be like, okay, it it's not that. Like pop-up books aren't going to do it for me. So I, mm-hmm. I'm going to dabble with something else. And dabbling's a dirty sometimes seen as a dirty word too there's actually a really funny quote I think it's funny but there's a funny quote by someone famous out there who they asked they asked him if he has a hobby and he he said um well there was a a bad an actual dirty word in his sentence he's like <laughs> do I look like a beep dabbler <laughs> and because dabbler is a, like he doesn't want to be known as a dabbler but yeah there's actually a lot of um there's actually a lot of merit or value that comes from dabbling and experimenting. Mm-hmm. We ha- we kind of have to do that to find ourselves. We do like
1: even to find our hustle and to find the thing that we love. And yeah, in bold school, we talk a lot about your purpose and the message within your art. And this is the kind, this is the exact process. As you're saying this process to find your hobby, I'm thinking this is the process that I would tell somebody to find their essence, you know, like people are like, well, what is it about me? Like, and I, and I say, what's deep in your gut? Like what's deep down inside your universe that, and one of the things I, cause they're like, I don't can't find it and I say well what was the thing when you were a kid that you loved what was and what's your finest moment it might have been three minutes but what is that f- your finest moment what were you doing and what were you talking about where you felt like at one with the universe and people praised you for what you did you know what was that finest moment is there's clues in there as to the things that build who you are and the hobby is is slightly different but it's the same thing yeah the the hustle is going to be a a little bit of a difference a hustle but the hobby can be just the no pressure aspect of a hobby no especially when you already have a hustle the no pressure aspect and the fact that you can say because right away i was like pop-up books i got to buy all this stuff i got to set up a system and you're like, but start small, make a card. And if you don't like it, you don't have to do it yeah, again. Yeah, <laughs> if it doesn't bring you joy. Um, And
0: yeah. I also want to add a couple more quick things that came to my mind. That uh, what Charla and I are talking about tends to be individual hobbies, like those things that we do when we've like the house is quiet and and yeah. you know like Netflix can be in the background quietly and you you know. But there is a community aspect to ho- hobby mm-hmm. that is very very um, integral part of culture and. Uh, we here at Bold School we promote the Bold School community of this entire online painting space where you can meet like-minded artists and you know get advice from the mentors and that in itself for a lot of the bold there's there's students within Bold School who are totally aiming to go pro and there's others that are hobbying it's their retirement joy and pleasure to be part of Bold School but the key. I believe is the community mm. and the community aspect of hot, like, I want to say hobby and hustling together. Like it's about being part of something bigger than ourselves. And that is uh, something that I've been thinking a lot about lately, e- even
1: in context of old school.
0: hmm
1: I love that. And, um, I think there's, there's hobbies that work for that. And then there's hobbies because mm. there's hobbies you want to, I want to keep to myself at home when I'm quiet. Yeah, me too. But the, ho- the one thing that I've always, I've said for years now is that I want to learn how to quilt. Mm. And I thought I was pretty determined probably five or six years ago before um, I developed the idea of bold school that I was going to learn to quilt. i never thought about the hobby versus hustle culture ideas and, but I recognized the more I talked to people about quilting and I bought books and I started exploring it and observing it. I was doing that. I realized that this is a lot of work and <laughs> I like to finish projects. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to have a half done quilt in my house. I'm going to have to finish it and I'm going to have to commit to that. And I had bold school was developing. So I knew that, and I was painting. I also had painting my painting career going. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to develop that right now. I also had three little kids. So I put it off and I kind of, I I thought I was putting it off. And then I started saying, you know what? I'm just going to quilt when I retire. Yeah. Instead of painting when I retire as my hobby, I'm going to quilt when I retire. But it's it's a hobby that I definitely want to pick up. I don't want it to become a hustle. Making money off of quilts is a very difficult job <laughs> because they are time consuming. So, but but why I'm even talking about this? i totally getting off track. Is quilting has this community associated with it that it's like it's like a yeah. what do they call it? Like an underground cult community or what what are they <laughs> like a move this movement that movement. you don't yeah yeah. you I remember meeting this guy like 15 years ago and he ran a touring company like he people would come from all over the world and he'd ran this these tours and I'm like what is your what is your, the biggest thing that you do and he's like I take quilters all over the world I'm like you take what all over the world he's like yeah. I take quilters all over the world they're my biggest source of income wow. he's ladies, they get together and they bring their sewing machines and their quilts and they travel all over the yeah. world. Like wow. it's insane to me. I still can't even figure it out. Yeah. But it is a massive community. So I'm excited to declare that one day I'm going to be a quilter and I'm going to travel the world with other quilters.
0: And you might do it sooner than retirement because you might, be I might, that new hobby in the spring, but just yeah. to sum up today's show, If you are hustling burnt out, you might want to Mm -hmm. reconsider the word hobby and what it means to your time of leisure, connecting to some joy, and uh, to know that it's not a bad thing to have a hobby or to turn a hobby to a hustle. But if you turn a hobby to a hustle, get a new hobby. (laughs) That's how I see it. And we would love to have you as part of the Bold School community to um, join with us in both hustle and hobby Mm. and to explore the possibilities of painting in bold color. You can find us on our website at boldschool.com right here on the YouTube channel and the Bold School YouTube channel and on Instagram. Old school ink in closing charla i'm gonna play a really quick game of two truths and a lie what do you think i'm lying about i'm going to tell you some of my past hobbies okay. okay
1: this is gonna be good
0: i used to be a clown i used to take belly dancing lessons and i used to blow fair. glass this isn't fair i used to blow glass so which one is the lie
1: You did them all. You're lying. One of them is a lie. I used to be a clown. (laughs) I used to take belly
0: dancing lessons and I used to blow glass.
1: Which one is the lie? I'm pretty sure you were a clown. It just goes along with all the musical production you used to do. This is, this is, this is just like a TV which, show, which one they're the trying lie? to figure out which the one's lie? Gonna another 40 I'm going to be, I'm going to be
0: editing in some like game, gamification the music. music. Yeah. Okay. Right so <laughs> do, do, I would do, say you were
1: probably a clown in those days at some point. I mean, I know that you had a characters and none of them were clowns, but it just wouldn't surprise me that you were a clown because <laughs> you did a lot of children's things. Belly dancing. You've threw me for a loop because I have a story about belly dancing. And I'm wondering if I told you that and you're throwing that in there to trick me. But I would totally see you belly dancing and glass blowing. I haven't heard anything about glass blowing, and that's a harder thing to do because you need the right tools. So you may have tried it, but maybe you didn't have that as a hobby. So I'm going to say glass blowing.
0: You are correct. <laughs> I've never blown glass, but that is something that I want to do um, before I leave the planet. <laughs>
1: So let me tell you my belly dancing story because people might want to know because I said that I didn't think about that when I said it. But okay, I... well, there's gamification music playing right now. So okay, now have to so when it I was like 23 or something, <laughs> and I had just moved to Kelowna where I now live, the first time around because I moved away again. But when I first moved here, I I jokingly said at a get together that I I was a belly dancer. I don't know. I can't remember why or the context, but I do remember saying it, and people because they didn't know me very well thought I was telling. It was true i was just telling a story so the rumor went around this group because i was new to the group that i was a belly dancer and people would start talking about it and asking me questions and all and took me a long time to figure out that people thought it was a belly dancer and because that's interesting and different They would talk amongst themselves about me as a belly dancer and I had this (laughs) reputation and then I caught on to it I'm like I'm not a belly dancer I've never (laughs) taken a belly dancing lesson no I think I did do it once at a at a birthday or something maybe that's why I was talking about it Anyways, I just thought it was the funniest thing because I think that I'm everything opposite of belly dancing and I was known for a time as a belly dancer.
0: Just to add to the belly dancing stories, I tweaked my sciatic nerve and I didn't get off the couch for six weeks. So I am no longer (laughs) a belly dancer. Thank you for joining us on the Bold Artist Podcast. Until next time, keep having a hobby and keep creating.